Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. In this episode, I have a chat to Julie Woodhouse, the Community Services Manager at Bullia in Western Queensland, all about the updates and the attractions in the town. A revitalised, refurbished Min encounter is waiting for you to visit. But before we get into the episode, a couple of announcements. On the 21st of February, the Outback Way funding was announced in Alice Springs of a further $678 million, which will complete the the ceiling of the Outback Way, which is truly an exceptional outcome for the Outback Highway Development Council. Uh, We have uh, also garnered the support for the allocated money to date from the opposition as well which uh, ensures that we can continue to roll the ceiling of the Outback Way out, even with the upcoming election and potential change of government. And in addition to that, we are actively pursuing the Infrastructure Australia mechanism and ensuring that we have our Stage 2 and Stage 3 submissions uh, put into Infrastructure Australia so that the project is definitely registered within that body which we understand will be utilised if there's a change of government. Now on to the interview with Julie. And just a note, we recorded this conversation right at the end of 2021. So when you hear us say next year, we are referring to 2022. Enjoy the episode and thank you for your company. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. Today's episode is all about Bullia and what Bullia has to offer. And I'm joined by... Julie Woodhouse, who is the Community Services Manager. Welcome, Julie. Hello, Helen. How are you? Very well. Very good. Lovely to have your company today. I am looking forward to hearing about all the uh, additional attributes and tourism attractions and points of interest about Bullia. It's been a while since we've had an update, and uh, so I'm looking forward to hearing uh, about what's what's been happening. So in in particular, there's quite an interesting mural, like lots of murals popping up over town. So what are the murals about and, and where are they located and things for people to have a look at? Well, the biggest, most colourful one is on the Sports Centre wall on our Sports and Aquatic Centre. It was done a couple of years ago by the zookeeper, who's getting quite a lot of renown around yes. the around all of Australia. But um, it tells the story of the legend of the Min Min Lights quite colourful, of the the horse rider from the legend racing away from the hotel. So it's quite it's quite a big scale and it looks it's great. And then while he was here, he also did some local, uh, you know, like the plesiosaur and, and different things on our main toilet block in the main street, which was like that was due to monsoon drought funding. So, oh, monsoon drought funding, monsoon relief funding, sorry. How did that one get funded? Uh, from the Mon- North Queensland monsoon flood. Uh, okay, right. Flood. Okay. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yes. And uh, it just went from, it was trying to depict different events over the millennia for um, Bullia, like floods and fire and, and then a couple of nice animal portraits as well. So they're our newest ones. They're our newest murals. Then you've got the Heritage Trail through town of little information boards dotted around the town of buildings that are there currently or long gone, what was there. Yeah, lovely. That's good. Bit of historical. Yeah, nice. uh, yeah. 
and so then the Bulia, uh, the Min Min Centre is a, a pretty iconic attraction for Bulia. What are the updates and upgrades that have been happening there in the recent, uh, I, I guess, a, over the last couple of years? Yeah, yeah sorry. We, we were closed for the whole month of October and into a little bit of um, November. Yep. But we um, we refurbished it and we re-jigged the show a bit. So now headphones are available too. And not only that, we can actually, instead of one lot of people per hour in the show, we'll be able to set it so we can put two lots of people through, you know, and I mean two groups ah, of people. So we can start great. stop it. Yeah. When it's halfway through, the first group is halfway through the show, another group can start, which has been a bit of a drawback before because it, it took 45 minutes and 15 minutes to reset. This way um, we'll be able to, you know, showcase it mm. to more people and bring our visitor numbers up too, which is, you know, economically yeah. viable. Um, yeah, that's the terrific. Inside, yeah. The inside's all been rejigged, so a whole new look and new colours and we're still actually the carpet man's there at the moment. So we're still there's still a little bit to do. It's not quite finished, but it's going to be really lovely for next year. Yeah, wow, that's lovely. That's good to hear. And it, yeah. it's really important for, for these uh, attractions to be, you know, spruced up a bit now and then, isn't it? Because oh, it does... Yeah. It means going back then for people who've been before, it's worth another look. And uh, Well, like, yeah, because people still love good. it in its original format. They come back several times because yeah. it is unique in Australia. It's the only one of its kind, I think, that's still working for yes. what it is. It, it, yes. it is very different. It was ahead of its time then and now it's been rejigged a little Now bit it's more. retro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's there for another 20 years. Yeah, it's um, terrific. Good. Yeah, and we're also we're looking at, value adding to our heritage complex by we the old jailhouse was moved from behind the police station last year and it's on a new park corner up on the main highway where the two highways intersect and um, it's going to be a little you know it's not going to be ready next year but we're going to do something with it so it'll be also audio visually appealing to tourists and mm. be quite you know state of the art in the old building so we're really that's mm. something, a future plan we're doing, and that'll be part of the heritage complex that, you know, you go there and you'll get a, a swipe card to access it. So we're mm. really looking forward to that and hoping we can get that up sooner rather than later. Yeah, that's really good. And that's where we'll find the, the wonderful uh, Plesiosaurus fossil. Yeah, uh, sorry. Now, yeah. Yeah, so I just wanted to be, get a bit of history about the Plesiosaurus in Bullia because, you know, it's the inlands. It's a, it is, you know, a specimen from the, you know, the old inland sea, which is quite extraordinary and, you know, an amazing part of our natural history of Australia. What's the history of that? Where was that found? And um, yeah, when I was that? I don't know sort of... where it was found. Or well, the original person who dug it up said it was in the Bullishire. That's all we know. We hope he's right. But it was in 2012. But yes. it took him some years to prep the bones and things because he used to do it. He was an amateur paleontologist and did it all himself. He's passed on now. But he, we've also got one of the best collections of ichthyosaur fossils in Australia. Yes. And because we were part of the Uramanga Sea, so we've got a lot of the same sorts of things that swam around here in Richmond and, and Quilpie and places. The Chronosaurus, we don't have a lot of that in his bones, so we, we're concentrating on the plesiosaur and the ichthyosaurs. But um, we've got really good fossils there. And they're all original fossils. That's the bone you see. It's not a reproduction, you know. Or yeah, it's the original one. Stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. they're all, uh, the collection is owned by the Queensland Museum. 
but we um, we're very proud of it, and we've done a, a couple of adjustments in that where they are, and you know that's another future plan for extensions later on. It's always something to do. Mm, absolutely, and Bully is known for all their amazing events. And so, what are the classic events that are happening again in twenty twenty two? Well, there's always events, but at Easter time, it's Easter horse racing, rodeo and camp draft, weather permitting, Yes, which is always, you never know till the last minute. That's and, right. Um, of course, the Bullier Camel races been going for 26 years. Next year, it'll be the third weekend of July. It's always held. And, you know, it's practically back-to-back to the Big Red Bash. So people mm. just go to the Big Red Bash, then they go to Madurai, and then they come here and They've yeah, certainly really- increased our numbers having that Birdsville iconic event too now. Yeah, and then you're just up the road, aren't you, really? So yeah. it's great. <laughs> and people just keep moving and then they follow the trail and they, mm. they're they just loving it. And they or they'll combine the two. They want to go to the Big Red Bash and then they want to come to us. So, you know, it's works for all of us. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Yeah. I think that coordinating of, of events and timing so that does actually make it easy for travellers to actually make the most of their, their trip. I think it's, uh, yeah. it makes a lot of sense and you're getting the benefits of it too. And what the contribution to the town's economy must be extraordinary in that time and I think, oh, um, yeah. yeah. And so the season this year was, you know, pretty amazing. It was good. We had, yeah. well, knowing, just talking to business owners in town, seeing yourself, self, who was, you know, the number of vehicles mm. and from our point of view, from council's point of view at the Min Min Encounter and the Heritage Complex, the number of visitors and sales that we made. Yeah, no, it was a very good season and, well, it can only get better if we've got borders open and things for next year. Yes, that's right. It'll make it a lot easier. (laughs) Yes, that's right. But, yeah, but April next year, like we'd like to think that that's uh, it's going to be uh, just open and normal and and everyone will be travelling around, which would be great, and, you know, Western Queensland and, and Central Australia can really showcase to people and give people the opportunity to have all their wonderful experiences. So Yeah, well, we, we're seeing so many more Queenslanders now, obviously, because there was nowhere else to go. So they, they've yes. come west, they've got away from the coastal areas, and they are loving it. I yes. think we'll see a lot more of that. Yeah, no, that's it. Exactly. No, it's wonderful. And the product just gets better and better every year. So well done and congratulations. And I, I wish you a wonderful 2022 season. Yes, thank you. Mm, that's no, that's okay. It's a pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to the Outback Way podcast. The show notes will be on our website at outbackway.org.au. If you are enjoying our podcast, please leave us a review. And if you're really enjoying our podcast, you may like to become a contributor through our Outback Way store. For $5, you can help with the production of our podcast. Please stay in touch. We'd really love to hear your stories. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Outback Way One. And finally, thanks to Perk Digital for producing our podcast, making your journey through the heart of Australia on Australia's longest shortcut easier. Please travel safely. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au and if you share your story, we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut. Cheers for now.